Good afternoon everybody, well, where did we start with uh, yesterday's game, I think it's probably best we just start with the stats really, because I've got, <laughs> literally, I mean, stats, what stats, it's, <laughs> it is what it is, um, our possession was 40, our possession was 47, shots were three, on target we had three shots, now, if I'm correct in saying it, I only remember us having two shots in that game. One was blocked, and the other one was Hadman's, which he put straight at the keeper. He tried to put it over the keeper. The keeper jumped and saved it. So, odds on, I don't remember us having a third shot. But, however, in the game, however, there was no confidence going forward. They, they, Wickham did not look confident at all. There was nothing positive about them going forward, really. It was literally just hoof the ball up. The ball gets one in the air. The, the knockdown gets one. But no one is there for the follow-up. No one is there to pounce on it and take it forward. And that is the problem. There's not enough. If you In the midfield, if you take out Josh Scowen, there's no beef. There's no muscle in midfield. Uh, they need Thompson... <sighs> Mometti even, they need to toughen up a bit. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mometti, yeah, he's not afraid to take players off. But the rest of it, they need to toughen up a bit more, be a bit more aggressive, you know. Just be a bit more aggressive, time it right, be prepared. But that doesn't happen. So, problem is, is they let it, they're just letting the opposition bully them around in the midfield and it's just resulting in problems. So, they need to toughen up, they need to be more aggressive. So, of course, yeah, 1-0 defeat yesterday to the franchise. Um, again, uh, the game was overshadowed by homophobic comments, which I thought was... There's no place for it. There's really no place for it in football. I mean, all right, we all admitted we said certain things at the Ox against Oxford a couple of weeks back, but... The day after the game, we all realised it was the wrong thing to do. We shouldn't have done it. But the thing is, is anywhere, I would say anywhere Bayo goes, he gets it. And like he said, he, he, he's a big guy. He's, he's thick skinned. He can take a joke. But when it's repeatedly going at you when you're warming up and it's like for like, you know, the like, what, five minutes you're warming up, five, ten minutes you're warming up. And then when you're on the pitch, you know, there's only so much you can take before you start to think, yeah, right, I've had enough. Here we go. You know, and that's what he did. He went down to the fans and he said, he said to them all and like the ref went over as well. And it was all said and it repeatedly came over the tannoy saying about it all. And a few uh, franchise fans got ejected. So uh, that was... That was probably one of the right things to do. That was the right thing to do, sorry. But the EFL, again, we hope they will take action. But we know they won't because they will just write in a... Like, the franchise have already written an apology and they'll probably look at it as the matter's closed. But it won't be closed. Um, Another fan put, put up yesterday, another Wiccan fan put up saying... That there was uh, another thing being said about Angvema, like 
Um, I won't repeat it, but it was you big something bastard. Um, excuse my language. Uh, but apparently that was said as well, which, of course, tones the line, it is bad. It's not good. It shouldn't be happening. The thing that baffles me most is no other sport in the world has this problem. Why is it football? Why does it attract this, this like, oh, this like need for, you know, racist chanting, homophobic chanting? Why does it get drawn to football? Like, and again, it's these these elements I feel that haven't gone away. Like people say, like you know, hooliganism, like, fighting, punch-ups, like, having a go at each other. That's a thing of the past now. We like, That was the 80s. We don't... The 70s and 80s, we don't do that anymore. It's like... But the element is still there. There is some forms still there of racism, homophobia, everything like that. It's all still there. Now, probably, obviously, homophobia, probably, like, 10, 20 years ago was wasn't there in football it wasn't there probably I, I'm not sure but I, what I'm going on is it probably was not there but like I say it needs to be stamped out if they need to take action and they should find the franchise for it they should be fined and uh, a franchise fan did uh, approach me after the game on my way out the ground and he said um, he just like he tapped me on the shoulder and he just said, I just want to let you know that we're not all like that. We weren't all saying that. And, you know, fair play for him for coming up to me and saying that, um, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do at the end of the day. So fair play for him for coming up and saying that, like, you know, when you've got to apologise to someone and you're just finding it so hard just to get over the line and say sorry. But I mean, fair play for him for coming up and, and talking to me about that. Um, but like I say, there is no place for that in football and it should be stamped out from the get go. It shouldn't be allowed. And, um, but of course it wasn't just the team that couldn't get it right on the pitch. I don't think Gareth got it right as well. He does not change the team enough for me. Well, when he changes the team's team, he changes it for the wrong reasons. Like, You've got this talent on the bench. You've got Daryl Horgan on the bench, who I believe has got talent. He's proved that he's got talent, but Ainsworth refuses to play him. And to me, um, if he's not played between that uh, regularly at all, between now and the end of the season, he's going to leave in the summer. I can see that happening. And we'd have lost probably a good player. I, 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 I don't know about you lot out there, but I feel like he, they, like I say, Daryl Hawkins' talent here is going to waste, like, because he's not getting played. Ainsworth chooses to rely on people such as, like, Hadlin. Uh, Jordan Beater on his day is a good player, but yesterday, as far as I'm concerned, he wasn't good enough. And, but, and, like, and obviously McCarthy, he chooses to rely on players like that. And to me, like, they do have their good games, but to me, yesterday, he made all the wrong changes. Like, he took Mametti off. He took Mametti off. Why? He took Mametti off. And uh, Mametti was one of the best players on the pitch. He should have took off either Hadlin or a beater. But he didn't. 
took off completely the wrong players, in my opinion. He took off JJ as well. Uh, and of course, Vokes, of course, was back, of course, after self isolation and everything like that, which was brilliant. But uh, a bit rusty, I know, but I still feel like he should have started with, with Vokes. Ha- Hanlon, for me, is just not doing it at the minute. I think Gareth just needs to. I mean, I think Gareth, if I was Gareth, I would say either you show me something in training or you're going to be, you won't be starting the next game. Like, we've got all this talent on the bench that he could utilise, that he could use, but he is so stubborn. He does not give these players a chance and it is frustrating. Like, they get, like, one chance and if you don't do that, you it might be, like, three or four games before you get another one. So, he's got the talent there on the bench. He just needs to change the team round and, like, oh, if he... If he was, if I was choosing the lineup for uh, the next home game against Shrewsbury, I'd go Stockdale in goal. I go Jacobson. I do a back three of Jacobson, Tafazoli, and Stewart. And then uh, midfield, I'd have uh, I'd have Daryl Horgan on the right. I would go with Jordan Abeater on the left, but more importantly, I'd have Horgan in the team. Uh, centre midfielders, I would have, um, uh, I would probably have, uh, Mimetti and Scowen. And then, further up the pitch, I would have, I, I would play one behind the other. I would have, um, I would have, uh, I'd have, vo- I'd have probably Vokes, and then probably, like, probably have votes and maybe Sally Kaikai if he's there. I like you know, I'd have someone like that. But um it's just a massive question. It's all these it's just all this talent. Or TJ Debar, you know? Like I say, TJ Debar, Sally Kaikai, you know, you've got this talent there. You can play there, but he just does not use it. So but anyway of course like these players of course whoever's available I'd let him play. I'd give him a shot. I'd give him a chance. Um, I I would probably and it if it was a three five say if it was a three five one one. Um, sorry, I, I missed out a player there. My correction. <laughs> um, I would personally go with um, uh, maybe go with Thompson as a holding mid, or something like that. Maybe. Maybe, but th- those are the players I would go with. I would go with and just see how that would work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, I, 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 I will stand by what I've said. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, but that's the the way I feel about it, and just how yesterday's game went, to be honest. But of course, it's getting matters off the pitch. Of course, we've got the ongoing legal battle with Derby County. It is not going. It's still persisting. It's an ongoing battle. And, yeah, it's intensifying. And um, those who know me best know I do not care for this person who's shoved his oar in, shall I say, who's gotten involved. Um, personally, I think he's a clown. He is. Him, him and uh, uh, him and his uh, on-screen um, colleague, I think, are a pair of clowns, if I'm honest. Um, they might have been good players, but 
a f- what but he's a failed he's a failed manager anyway um of course i'm referring to one uh, gary neville uh he got involved of course of course he got involved and it, it, why why does gary neville feel the need to have to be involved like you're on tv you're covering the game talk about the game you're actually covering not something else like, I'm, I mean, I'm actually surprised that Sky Sports is actually showing an interest in the EFL, because normally, unless it's the playoffs, they don't bother. So, um, but, but yeah, um, he wants Wickham to stand down. Now, to be honest, he's saying, like, football should be a family. If football's a family, why didn't the Premier League, why don't the Premier League clubs help out the lower league clubs then? Why don't they? Like with like with Burry, you know, why didn't the Premier League clubs help out Burry? And I'm convinced if I'm wondering if Salford were in Wickham's position and it was them who was cheated by Derby, would he feel the same way? Would he not take them to court? All I'm saying is he needs to really put himself in our shoes here. Like, we've been cheated here, Derby have broken the rules, and regardless of in a family, like, when you're in a family, if you if someone breaks the rules, if it's your brother or your sister, they get punished. So if it was a family, they should still be punished, because they've broke the rules. That's what, if, I think, if you said all this to Gary Neville, it would all go in one ear and out the other, to be honest. He just wouldn't listen, because he thinks he's right. And to be honest, I don't get why Gary has gotten involved for... He, he really shouldn't have got involved. He should have said, I'll leave it up to the leagues. I've got no say on the matter. So, but like I say, I don't really care for... I don't really care uh, what Gary Neville's got to say. The one thing that annoys me is he's getting involved in something that doesn't concern him. And I don't think he knows all the facts. That's what will sound that matter. Um... And of course, I've said about the uh, homophobic chanting, of course. I hope that gets stamped out. I hope that does not stay there. And I hope that changes. So we'll see about that. Um, what I will say is, in that game, yesterday's game, the ref, not gonna lie, in terms of time wasting, that's probably the best refereeing performance I've seen all season. Like, like he didn't hesitate in booking players for time wasting, which was fair play refs need to crack down on that like i think i would rather players get cracked i'd rather the refs get cracked down on booking players for time wasting rather than booking a player for taking off their shirt when they score like i'd say no the time wasting is the more serious offense because they're deliberately delaying the game all right it's tactical but it's not right and of course we did have that situation though that that was appalling that was like uh what's it when we had we had the ball. Uh, there was a foul, apparently. There was a foul, but we we still had the ball. Ref chose to play on. He played the advantage. Hadlin had the ball. He was inside the box. He went down, and the ref pulled it back for the other foul. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. You should. You can't do that. You cannot say, there's a foul. Oh, no, play on. And then there's another foul inside the box. But no, wait, we're going to pull it back for the free kick here because I don't want to give the penalty. I honestly, I think if um, 
like this is what I mean. I reckon if VAR was in League One, League Two, the amount of decisions that would be overturned would be unreal. Like if, like even if you had like if you had someone like um, you had someone like Peter Walton who's on BT Sport Score covering like um a League One or a League Two game, like he'd have a field day because he'd be so critical of what's going on. He'd be saying like. Like that's not right. That's that's a penalty right there, or that's handball, and he's not giving it. And it's, but it'd be so, be so right. What to do? Right decision. But yeah, he he should have really. He chose to play on. He played the advantage. He should have had a look at the other one and gave a decision on on the second fat, uh, challenge, which to be honest, looked to when we all saw it, we all thought it was a penalty. The Lino didn't think so. The Lino should have intervened there and waved the flag and said, no, forget that one. Over there, you played on. It's a penalty. But, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no. In terms... And, like, again, the ball's played forward. The ball's hoofed forward, going towards Bayo. The defender jumped. He missed it. Bayo chests it down. It hit him clean on the chest. And the ref gave handball. It's like it's not handball. Um, in regards to the handball rule, though, that is something else that does need to be changed. It really does need to be changed. The ha- uh, the handball rule, where like anywhere from your hand to your shoulder is handball. Like so, where on your arm is the cutoff point between your arm and your shoulder? Like, they need to revert back to where it's from your hand to your elbow, is handball. They, they, they need to. They need to revert back to that. But like I say, yesterday, not the greatest of performances. Gareth really needs to go back to the drawing board to have a look at it. Uh, I think the guys need to take some shooting practice on the training ground. Uh, and they need to sort that, of course. And again, of course, we're being fans not behaving themselves again. So it really needs to be sorted out, and hopefully it will be. Um, and uh, hopefully, this was just a—it's just a nightmare. I think we'd, we'd rather soon forget, and hopefully things will get better. Like I say, and <clears throat> we just need to persevere, and hopefully, we can get put some wins together. We can put some points board because the thing is, is. If you look at January as a whole for Wickham, January started out such a good month. New Year's Day, beat Charlton 1-0. A week later, we draw 3 all with um, with Sunderland. And then a week later, we beat, um, beat Oxford 2-0. And obviously, we beat Bolton during the week. Uh, before before that, again, uh, when we beat that, we beat them. Uh, 2-0 as well think we were rolling we we were flying we were doing so well we it was brilliant and then just overconfidence maybe maybe it's like oh my god we're putting overconfidence the consistency it just goes it was like sort of this tower of consistency was building up and we they take out one little piece and it collapsed so hopefully that'll be a different story uh, when we face Shrewsbury in a couple of weeks' time. Of course, because we uh, it's FA Cup this week, and of course we're not in it anymore, so we haven't got a game. Um, 
So, of course, our next game is on the 8th of February, I believe, against, against Shrewsbury, a midweek game. I don't know whether I'll be there for that one or not. It's a bit higgledy-piggledy for me at the minute, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but, like I say, guys, keep your heads up. Get behind the light, light and dark blue army, because, like, I don't know how big this fan base is, is but if you're one member of it, you're pretty special. You're there. And, like, we get behind them, them players each week because we know what they can do. Yesterday was a nightmare. We'd sooner rather forget it, bin it, move on. Um, but, and just crack on. Anyway, this has been the unofficial Wicked Wanderers podcast. I've been here in Hearn. Thank you very much for joining me. Come on, you blues.